Hello, everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. Okay, this week we are talking all about dating and what that looks like right now because, look, I've been out of the dating world for a while, but apparently it's a little different nowadays. Um, so I'm going to have my good friend on. Her name is Emily. We normally have these conversations over a skinny spicy at Javier's and a bowl of chips and salsa. But I was like, you know what? Save this story because it was just too good uh, and come on the podcast and tell me on the show. So I'm so excited to have her on. But I hope you guys had a great 4th of July. I hope you guys stayed safe. I hope you're not too hungover. <laughs> anyway, enjoy the rest of your guys' short week and enjoy the show. This is the way I am. It's just the way I am. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher, and I have my beautiful, smart, badass friend here, Emily. Hi. Hi. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. What are you doing 4th of July? You know, I'm actually going to be up at my parents' house. Okay. Just doing like a family barbecue weekend long okay. fiasco. That's what not bad. I? No. Uh, I think we're going to like a friend's house or something. You Standard. know, 4th of July with a kid is like... It's not. It's different. It's different. <laughs> Can't really be hungover on the next day. Not as boozy as yeah. following years. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I'm going to apologize in advance because I'm kind of like in a funk. I know, I can tell. Yeah. I like, uh, okay, so I got a message, which I'll give you the details later. Okay. Um, I, oh, I have to cork it. <laughs> I'm just going for the wine. I'm like... <laughs> You're like, bitch, pour me a glass. Um, Okay, so uh, I have a cheese board out for you. And for us, keto-friendly, minus the crackers and the honey-roasted peanuts. So I guess it's not really keto-friendly, but... Remember when we were the queens of keto? We were so skinny. We were so skinny. What happened? We started eating carbs again. I know. Anyways, so I was at Trader Joe's, and I got this bottle of wine. It's a rosé. It's called Fit Vine. I see that. Okay, because it's like less sugar and carbs apparently so this could be a mild disaster i'm not gonna lie i have no idea riley would probably hate this crap but i don't know maybe it's good and i was like hey if we're trying to be <laughs> hot girl summer I, by the way i don't even know what hot girl summer means i don't either is it which means we're not qualified for it <laughs> i think if we don't know what it means we definitely aren't participants <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh my god okay so um so I got a message earlier today. Okay. And it like totally threw me for a loop. Um, oh, God. Okay. Oh, that sound. And so I, instead of like letting it affect me, um, is that a good enough pour? That's perfect. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, instead of it letting it affect me, because it could have, it could have totally just like ruined my day. Not okay. going to lie. I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Cheers, first of all. Cheers. Love you. Love you too. So. That's not bad. It's not terrible. No. If that's going to keep me skinny, I'll do it. Hey, <laughs> this is how we're contributing to I mean, it's not summer. like great, but it's not, it's not terrible. It's called Fit Vine. I found it at Trader Joe's, 12.4% alcohol. And it has apparently very, very low sugar and carbs and calories. So it, it. it's, I think it's like 85 calories per pour or something. I mean, I don't know. I'll take it. <laughs> so I opened my email. And I was like, 
ugh. So I call Riley into the room and I tell him what happened. And then he's like, look, just, you, you gotta let it go, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I really do. I gotta let this shit go. So I was like, all right, screw it. I'm gonna put my makeup on. I'm gonna put on a white dress, I not you black. You look so regal today. <laughs> I'm like trying to be fresh because I'm like, I'm gonna change my fucking energy. I gotta, I, I, and I only have control over like the controllables, right? Exactly. So I was like, I'm just gonna have to, I'm not gonna allow anything to, to affect my mood and my world. So I was like, I'm just gonna throw on some makeup. I'm gonna splash myself a little bit and freshen up. And I was like, I'm gonna go buy myself some flowers. I'm gonna make this bitch a cheese board. <laughs> I'm gonna get us some <laughs> wine today. I'm just going to like, like let it go, you okay. know? I mean, has it worked? I don't know. I'm still, in the <laughs> but I'm, I'm like trying to tell myself. It's all about mindset, right? Yes. We can like talk ourselves, I think, on or off the ledge yes. so easily that you have to kind of have that self-talk of like, I got it. Mm-hmm. It's Friday. I'm going to just. Yeah, because I feel like you can easily tell yourself, I'm the victim. I'm this. I'm that. And like, or you can just change the narrative. Yeah. And say, screw it. You know, like that's it. Like I, I, I just, I don't need any other variables to like affect it. No, I agree. agree. So you seem like good though. Now, but like I went to Trader Joe's and like I went shopping. I was like, it's going to be fine. I bought myself flowers. I did an arrangement, like little things that I know make me happy Uh and change my mood instantly. I was like, I'm just going to do that. Anyways, I'm just like trying to work through like finding ways throughout my days that are like bad days Mm -hmm. to make better. So I just thought I would share that with you because I was like, Oh God, I got to pull my shit together. I feel like that just shows we're growing up. Right. Cause like (laughs) three years ago, you'd be like, come over with tequila. I'm over it. We're going out. We're painting the town. You know, and now we're respectable adults drinking rosé in the middle of the afternoon. Exactly. (laughs) While my baby takes a nap. It's perfect. Oh my God. So Emily and I were at Javier's the other day because that's like our go-to place. Literally every time we're like, let's hang out. We got to catch up. We're like, where do we go? Javier's. We stopped asking the question. I think we've accepted it. Yeah, Yeah. we did. (laughs) And so she's telling me the story about this, not even a date, but just like this night out in the town. And I was like, you have to stop right now. And we have to do this on the podcast because it's just so good. Bizarre. And not just you, my cousin and my mother-in-law all had like crazy dating stories within like three days of each other. And I was like, what is going on in this like dating world that I clearly am not living in? <laughs> Be so happy you're not. Let's just preface it with that. <laughs> okay. So I feel like you need to like take it from the top and tell us what happened. Okay. So about a couple, I think it was a month ago or so, it was right after, you know, things were a little more open up, opened up. Uh, me and a girlfriend decided to go out in San Juan mm-hmm. and they have a really cute place. And I think I was telling you, you had been there too, Trevor on the tracks and yes. it's got live music and it's just a really cool vibe. I, I'm really kind of loving it. And we get to talking, you know, with some gentlemen and there's actually a lot of guys there. So just all the single girls out there, <laughs> maybe head down, head down, yeah. head downtown. Um, and the night escalates and we go to another bar and, you know, I'm talking with one guy and she's talking with another. And mind you, this guy is like really attractive. Yeah. Like you're like head turner attractive. Yeah. And so. Which always scare me a little bit. Right. Yeah. You, I always have my guard up when I'm around attractive men. Is that, is that horrible? No, but, 
but my thing is almost like you always wonder, at least I used to wonder, like, are girls looking at me like, how are you talking to him? If he's like the hottest guy in the room and he's, my head. and he's talking to you, you're like, every girl's probably just like her. Really? Every time. I know. Yes. I hate it. It's we like we have to just be more confident. I just have to get a little more cocky, I guess. Yes. I don't know. But so we're having great conversation. And, you know, I think it's so funny that, you know, being single is, you know, it's fun, but it's a little exhausting. And I think that people can probably relate. Like when you meet a guy and you're really clicking the moment of, oh, this guy seems really great. Maybe this could progress to something. You know, maybe we'll go out after this and we'll stay in touch. And so that's kind of where my mind was at. Right. Just to preface. So I was kind of feeling a little excited and, um, you know, my, my friend was really feeling the guy that she was talking to. And so I'm, you know, I'm thinking to myself, we like hit the jackpot. Yeah. Like, thank God. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I don't normally do this, but, you know, he'd invited us back to his home to just kind of have a nightcap. And normally, you know me, I'm like kind of prude. I would never do that. Um, But I was trying to live a little, you know. (laughs) Post pandemic. (laughs) Exactly. Wait, do you guys have that conversation of like, are you vaccinated or no? Is that a thing? I don't know. I feel like. You're like Moderna or Pfizer. (laughs) Like. (laughs) But, and they're like Johnson and Johnson. Bye. <laughs> but but what I will tell you on the apps, which I also can't stand, but on you know Bumble and Hinge, they have a a check mark you can do if you're vaccinated now to show oh, people your really? status. Yeah, which I actually think is pretty interesting. It and is. But you know, but can't you just lie? Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it's to me that's just putting a lot of personal information out to the fish out there in the sea that I probably will never even, you know, (laughs) respond to their message. So we get to his place and it's beautiful. It's on the beach. And I'm just fangirling at this point. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is just, I'm picturing myself having (laughs) breakfast there. And I'm like, I could really get used to this. But you know, when you're in a guy's house, like guy's houses feel like a guy's house. Yes. I literally just posted a photo and it was like a, it was like a chair, like a, like a fold out chair and a TV on the floor. That was Riley's, that was freaking Riley's apartment bachelor pad with like a cardboard box as like a coffee table. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're guys. That's what you would expect. (laughs) So I'm looking around and I'm thinking this place is gorgeous. I mean, the decor, the furniture, you know, the little accessories that are tying everything together. And I'm thinking either this guy has an interior designer is like my positive mind, yeah, right? Yeah. B, a chick lives here or C, maybe he's gay. Yeah. Those are kind of my top three <laughs> as I'm taking in the aesthetic. Yeah. And I'm talking to my girlfriend about it. And I'm like, don't you think this is kind of like feminine? Like yeah. the, the style. And she's like, I don't know. It's nice. You know, she's like, kind of like buzz off. Don't ruin this for me. You know, <laughs> buzz a good time. Yeah. And you're trying to find everything wrong. I'm like dissecting it. Uh-huh. I'm in my head, like private investigator. And so basically I end up having to use the restroom at some point. And as I'm in there, I'm not going through drawers. You know, I'm not crazy. I'm not going to invade someone's privacy or anything, but I would, <laughs> I know I thought about it, but I did it Riley's for sure. You're always, I'm always you have scared to. of what you're going to find, I, I think is the scary part. Yeah. It's like you're opening a drawer of, you're like, am I going to find pills? Am I going to yeah. find like, yeah, I know something weird. Uh-huh. 
So there was a woman's hairbrush on the counter with hair in it. So it wasn't like it was like his and he just likes a woman's exactly. hairbrush. Exactly. Was it blonde? It or was blonde. Oh. You know, so I'm like, hmm, okay. It's a three-bedroom house. Maybe he has a roommate. Like, I'm still really? trying to not go down the rabbit hole, okay? I'm like, the guy's really polite hot. and hot. And really, he's just hot. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to ruin this for myself, Emily. <laughs> like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else must live here, right. platonically. Yes. We get to talking, and everyone's, we're out on the deck, and I don't know if it was the wine, or I just had to get it out. I was, like, having vomit of the mouth. I said, does a woman live here? And he just very matter-of-factly said, yeah. And I said, oh, like a roommate. And he got really quiet. And my mind's like in here it goes. <laughs> Alaska at this point. Yeah. I'm like down some <laughs> rabbit hole when like that's on yeah. fire. And like everything, <laughs> the disaster is approached. Yeah. And he said, my fiance. Oh, my God. I and I started like hysterically laughing. I was so uncomfortable. I thought he was kidding, of course. Yeah. And, and he said it like just super straight. Like not even like. Like, yeah, like of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like how did you not know? Yes. And I'm, then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm replaying in my head. You're like, did there, he mention it? Yeah. Does he have a, yeah. Is he wearing a ring or like a promise ring? Like who knows these days? Nothing. Uh-huh. And my friend, of course, didn't pick up on that either. Yeah. And the guy that she was talking to then said, oh, I actually have a serious girlfriend as well. Oh, my God. So at that point, I'm like, all men are pigs. I'm never leaving my home again. I'm going to be alone for the yeah. rest of my life. And I've just accepted it. Okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm like there. And at that point, you know, when you're... You're kind of at a crossroads. It's like I could just leave and like cause a stink or I could like investigate a little more. <laughs> right. Because it was so bizarre how calm he was about it. Yeah. It wasn't like he'd been caught, you know, if a guy was like, oh, shoot, sorry. Yeah. I left that out or no, we're on a break. You know, we've all heard every excuse in the uh-huh. book. So he starts to explain that he is and his fiance are polyamorous. Okay. Which you just technically means that they're open to having multiple relationships. Well, initially I thought, well, it means you just sleep with a lot of people. It's kind of where my head went, you know, right. I'm like, that sounds like a convenient excuse for a cheater. I mean, that's, yeah. that's where I was going. Yeah. I'm like, that's something my ex would say, Totally, you know, just I'm to pop- get out of it. Yes. Yeah. Just to oh, like, Oh yeah. Like we're in an open relationship. Yeah. <sighs> Liar. So I'm like, I've been punked. I'm just in a horrible <laughs> mood. And he starts, but he starts going into it because I feel like I've heard about, you know, polyamory, but I've heard of it more, you know, if people are trying to maybe like spice up a relationship or, you know, like make swingers, things, yeah, make things interesting, mm-hmm. um, you know, free love, whatever. But, you know, he's our age and he's getting married in two months to his fiance. And so my question is, if you're in a polyamorous relationship, why are you getting married? Right. And you asked him that? Yeah. And he said, well, you know, there's o- only so many people that you could have as your, you know, your stability when it comes to the relationship and like your number one, right? I guess your main girl. A lot of people don't understand it. So when you find someone that has the same outlook on relationships as you do, you have to like tie them down. Like it's time to make a commitment and then you get to navigate the marriage however you guys decide 
is appropriate. So, I guess. so he was basically, I, but he still wanted to get married. He still yeah. wanted that commitment. He's, he said how much he loved her, but he also said, I'd love to take you out to have a glass of wine and like get to know each other. What? And I was at that point, you know, the fangirl had worn off. I was like, <laughs> I'm like changing my phone number. Like I'm never going out, you know, in South Orange County ever again. But he really tried, you know, explained it in a way, I guess that is how we got to talking is, is this like the new thing? thing? So I asked my cousin, I, we left and I immediately called my cousin because she just had a story like a couple of days before that. And I was like, is this a thing? What's happening in the dating world? Like, mm-hmm. it, like what's going on? She goes, yeah. So there's a thing called ethical non-monogamy. And apparently you can, it's ENM and you can put it like on your um, profiling. Oh my gosh. Like thing. Okay. So when you see an ENM next to someone's name, it means that they're basically like open for multiple relationships. Weird. There's a tagline or there's like a description now. Yeah. It's People- like a thing. Which my, I guess for me, it's like, are we old school? Well, that's what I said. Because are we like taking it back to like the Roman times or whenever, where it was like, okay to have multiple relationships and multiple partners. And then we, you know, basically turned it into, and then religion, you know, came Mm -hmm. about and all of that. And so, you know, marriage and, and what, what that means. I, I don't know. I just almost feel like, are we the ones that are outdated now. I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. That's kind of where I went after that was, you know, am You're I, like, I will go on that date with yeah, you. Maybe, you know, like am I closed minded, I guess was maybe where I was. But let's take it back a second. It. What if he's absolutely fucking lying? And do you think she knows? And is there any way of finding out if she knows? Cause that's where my brain wants to go. Like I want to do a little FBI search and like find her and like do a little digging I mean I would hate I hate to say that that possibility didn't cross my mind but I think we can both say we've dated enough narcissists in the past that (sighs) true we've heard it all I mean I've heard it all I know so that would be a really crazy intricate lie but I've seen men do worse I've seen people do worse yeah so Um, I don't know I mean He had said, oh, another point too, because I had asked him, well, you know, where is she? Like, is she going to be walking through the door? Like, in the next couple minutes? Is she in one of the rooms? Exactly. Should I meet her? Is she, you know, is she occupied? Yeah. And um, he said that she was actually out of town uh, in Texas with her boyfriend. See, that's where I'm calling bullshit. Like, there's just no way. Well, in my crazy, jealous mind, there's no way. Well, same. I I can't even imagine. I'm a psycho. Yeah. There's no, there's just no way. Oh my gosh. If you guys are listening and you guys are totally into this, please message me. I would love to pick your brain. I just, maybe it's a completely personality thing. You know, maybe it's just like, yeah, I'm okay with multiple partners. It's like people who like threesomes. Like that is a specific person. I couldn't do it. I would be like, why aren't you looking at me? (laughs) Where's your left hand going? I'd be what? like, hello, <laughs> yes. remember me? <laughs> totally. I like, I could barely, I mean, get out of my own head during with one person. Imagine two. No. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what listeners think if they think it's a crock of shit or if they've maybe had experiences too, where they've like heard of this. I don't know. I just feel like we need to do a little digging. 
I think we need to we need to find like the girl. Social media. <laughs> Let's just find. We won't have to tell her, but I think we should find out who she is. Because maybe she's getting completely cheated on. Or maybe she's not. Maybe we should mind our own business. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, would we want we would want to know. Oh, for sure. Honey, I've been cheated on so in so many relationships. Hell yeah, I wanna know. I will say this. If like if Riley one random night got so annihilated. Well, he would never, but yeah. I know. But <laughs> you got a good Maybe one. that's I know. Damn. Damn. Um, but like say he did mm-hmm. and a chick just came on to him. Or maybe he came on to somebody else and they kissed. In that regards, I would say just never tell me. Right. Because it would never happen again. It wasn't emotional. It there's nothing tied to it. It was an, a pure accident. But like I'd rather not know. True. I would rather not know. It was something in that regard because the mind is such a powerful thing. And once you hear that it's game over. Yeah, it is. You honestly, it's so hard to go back once they've cheated and people do and more power to you if you can. Yeah. I know you and I have both been there. I know, but look how that ended up. We, we just, after a while, it just takes a toll on you. It's exhausting. You're just constantly trying to forget the past and trying to look at the positive and, you know, but your mind goes to this place of like, are you doing it again? Like, can I trust you? I mean, yeah. I mean, trust is so crazy. And I think that's also a really good question too, is like, what even is cheating anymore? I mean, with social media and stuff, there's so many different boundaries that people could have or not have, you know, is commenting on someone's photo inappropriate? Yes. I would say yes, (laughs) but I'm trying to, (laughs) if he like, if, if there's a chick in a bikini and she's like twerking or something and he likes it, that's red flag not good <laughs> in no like, universe by the way like it with your brain don't <laughs> you don't have to physically like it you know what i mean don't put it out there for everyone to see <laughs> yeah they're gonna be like hey your your boyfriend uh liked this photo granted it's probably nothing but like come on guys don't be dumb don't comment that's hot or like something stupid you know i know it's like putting it out there and, you know, us females, we we tend to try and look for things, I think, especially when you've been cheated on. It's like mm-hmm. a constant game of cat and mouse of trying to find the next cheat, you know, or trying yes. to find the next flaw or slip up. But then it's like when you find it, of course, it's devastating. But so much of your relationship becomes becomes consumed, I think, on waiting for the ball to drop, mm-hmm. which is just a horrible place terrible. to be. Yeah. It is. And I think that once you find somebody that you can genuinely like in your gut say he's a good human. Like he's just a great like person. You start to slowly release those old tendencies. I just, I found myself doing that, mm-hmm. that it's like, huh, I don't want to go through your phone. You know, like yeah. I don't, I don't wonder where you are at 10 o'clock at night because I trust that you're, and that's that he's in a, in an industry that, there are so many hot girls that go to Lido House. Oh my God. I know. It's like I went absurd. one night and I was like, Jesus Christ, I should be jealous. <laughs> but I, like, I just trust him so much, maybe too much, but like, no, that's the relationship I wish everyone could be in. Like I, whatever I'm, I'm currently in, I just, cause it's such a relaxing, like feeling, you know what I mean? 
Like when I was pregnant, I was like, oh yeah. I know. I mean, I definitely, of course, admire, I mean, admire Riley so much. I mean, he's just such an amazing, amazing human. But I remember, you know, when I was going through a breakup and you and I were talking and of course everyone knows when you're, you know, heart is hurting. It's like, you never feel like you're going to get out of this, Mm -hmm. this hole, you know, this constant like black tunnel that is just consuming, you know, all of your thoughts. But you said something that you know, really kind of stood with me. And I think it's something that I kind of self-talk when, you know, you have those thoughts of like, could it have worked or could it work? Mm -hmm. Or what if this had happened or that had happened is, you know, you said you should never have to be worried Mm -hmm. if your boyfriend is not home, you know, at seven o'clock. You're like, Mm -hmm. I can sleep easy knowing that Riley's out working or with friends or whatever it is that he's doing. Like I no longer have that like anxiety. overwhelming anxiety yeah. of where is he? What is he doing? Why didn't he is text he, me back? Yeah. Is he coming home? And I think for so long, I mean, that was the relationship that I was in. And so I just, you know, it, it kind of motivates me and gives me hope that, you know, there are like decent people out there. There and are. There really somewhere. are. <laughs> Not somewhere. in San Juan Capistrano, yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> or living in Laguna Beach on the water. Uh, yeah. Uh. Uh, no, there are. And look, no one's perfect. We're not perfect. For me, there's definitely, you know, my non-negotiables. And if you're going to, if you're going to spend time with somebody, have a child with somebody and cohabitate with somebody, you want it to be with someone who's going to give you and reciprocate whatever it is that you're giving them, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's some bullshit when they're playing games and you're in your thirties and you're like, what the hell, get your shit together. Yeah. And I think that's interesting too. You know, as I get older, I feel like I have more and more non-negotiables. It's a matter of just sticking to them. Mm-hmm. I think is, is part of my problem is, you know, you have this list of all these things that you're looking for, but then you kind of, oh, number four doesn't really matter. Right. And like, I could number live. Number one and two, I could just yeah, skip. <laughs> I could live without number seven, right. you know, and then you have a guy or a relationship with none of your boxes checked. And three years later, you're like, Why isn't it working out? Why isn't it working? (laughs) Totally. And you have to, I know it's so hard, but like when you first meet someone, you're like, but he's so hot and he's, and the sex is so good and whatever. But it's like, yeah, but does he smoke or does he do things that was on your list that like you, you're going to get so irritated and you're going to hate him in a year or in six months, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, is he not close with his family? Is he a certain religion that you just, you know, you're not going to be able to get past. And that's going to be a conversation in three months that you're going to have to talk about. It's just those things that like you're setting yourself up for failure. If you're not just like nipping it right in the beginning. Yeah. But there are also things that I feel like you can work on and like, not everyone's going to have everything. Like I know I didn't have everything obviously that I'm sure that he wanted and vice versa, but there's certain things that you're like, okay, I can work on this. Like Mm -hmm. this we can fix. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you almost have to make like a color coded chart. You know, (laughs) the ones in red are like no way ever. Yes. The ones in yellow, you know, like, yeah, we could work on them. They're not things that are going to, you know, really hurt me or cause any pain or anything like that. And then the greens are like what you like want. Yes. I'm going to do that. I feel like you should. Do you do do vision boards? Um, no, 
No, I not used really. to. I mean, I work in sales, so they're always trying to get you to do, do a it. vision board in your cubicle. <laughs> you know, um, I'm just not really like artistic or creative, so I can actually manage to make hideous vision boards, <laughs> and then it just defeats the whole purpose. I feel like I'm gonna. I'm just gonna like. I'm gonna ask you to do one. Okay, and I'll have to bring it. Maybe you can post a just photo like, of it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just do. Just write down. And even if it's like on Instagram, take like screen grabs of all the things and just write it down and then put it away. Not even put it away. Just like put it somewhere like yeah, in your bathroom or whatever. And then let's talk in six months. Okay. Just try it. I have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose except, you know, being single. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can only go up from here, right? But I feel like you also have to enjoy it. Because coming from being on this side of things where, you know, I have a kid now and it's just a whole different life, you know, it's, you just enjoy every moment. Yeah. That's what I'm telling myself, you know, and it's obviously it gets so much easier. I mean, anyone that's in the middle of a breakup or the months after, I mean, you kind of think like, I'm never going to be with someone. I'm never going to find someone. But I feel like the last year, you know, I've really come into my own and I, I'm proud I feel of you. good and yeah. I feel strong and I feel like I'm finally kind of in a place where I could think about, you know, being in a relationship that has, you know, healthier boundaries and mm-hmm. has more positives than negatives and totally you know, all that, all that fun stuff. Yeah. You were in a pretty hideous relationship, which we don't have to talk details yeah. if you don't want to, but, um, it was one that I feel like was hard for you to detangle out of because you were so in yeah, it. It was really a messy breakup. I think it's like the most politically correct way, you know, mm-hmm. to say it. Um, you know, and I think, of course, when you're with someone for a long time and you live together and lives kind of merge, it's already so hard to to break that connection. But when you couple in, you know, someone that's like a narcissist and someone that has, you know, poor lifestyle habits and not the same moral compass maybe that you have, it can just get really ugly. And I think for a long time it was it was pretty brutal, you know, and I think that the biggest thing that I learned is I always for some reason, I don't know if it's Disney movies or like all these rom-coms that, you know, we all watch, but I always thought if you stayed in a relationship and you did everything to try and make it work, like you were just this strong, committed, loyal, like bad bitch, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was the identity I think that I had. And I'd kind of convinced myself that it was positive when really I think it was obviously to my detriment and, you know, close friends really know how hard that was all for me. But I really think that there's power in leaving a situation that, you know, as much as you love someone, like it's just not going to work. And that's really what makes you strong. And so that's, you know, what I remind myself when there's hard days because there still are. But Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be so much worse. I know. There was one thing I remember uh, we talked about one day, probably at Javier's, I'm sure. A couple margaritas. You were like, by me telling you this, Mm. you're going to hold me accountable. Like what I'm about to tell you, you're going to hold me accountable that I can never go back to him. Mm. And then you like told me everything. And I was like, yeah, you're (laughs) never ever going back to him. Because that's what you said. Like my fear is that like once I start telling people, Mm -hmm. I can't go back because you kept going back to him. Yeah. And I kept a lot of our relationship and the, you know, issues that he was having, you know, really private, obviously to protect him, but I think more so to protect myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
I hold myself to a certain standard and, you know, of what I expect and what I want in, in a partner. And so there's nothing worse than like looking one of your best friends in the eye and telling them like, this is the reality that I've been living, you know? And I was, A, I was too embarrassed to share a lot of it, Mm -hmm. you know, because of the judgment I then placed on myself. But also it's kind of like an addiction. I mean, I mean, I remember that conversation so clearly and that's kind of what I told myself was when it got so bad, I was like, I have to tell people, Mm -hmm. like I have to tell my mom, I have to tell my best friends, I need to tell my therapist, like I have to really lay all the ugly and horrible stuff on the table because I knew once I said it, a, no I couldn't put back. it back in. Yeah. It was out there. And B, people that care about me would hold me accountable. And I kind of wasn't strong enough in that moment to not fall for like manipulation to maybe go back. Yeah. I had to literally be bl- brutally honest with my circle, but more so with myself. And I mm-hmm. think that's really what like I think like saved my life from that relationship. And my life would be so different if I hadn't gotten out of that. I just can't imagine. Yeah, that was like that was crazy. And I feel like you're still going through the process of really letting it go Mm -hmm. um, and allowing yourself to go out and meet people, even though you met a guy that's polyamorous. (laughs) My luck, right? (laughs) Um, But you got to keep doing it and you got to keep putting yourself out there because, you know, uh, there's, there's something, oh my God, I just saved it. It is from, um, do you, do you follow Jay Shetty? Is that his name? Jay Shetty. Yeah. Oh, I do. This guy. I think you yeah. know, he has like 8.5 million followers, this guy. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. He says, toxicity is a bad pattern, not a bad person. Wow. No, that's like, that gives me chills a little bit. Right? Yeah. Because I think we want to place it on people mm-hmm. of like, you're so toxic and you're so this. But it's like, right, it's not the person. It was maybe the circumstances or again, like the bad patterns, mm-hmm. right? I think it's a toxic dynamic is what a lot of people get confused, you know, because people are people. And, you know, something that I tell myself too is like, we're all, you know, have our morals and values and what's important to us and how we live our lives and how we treat people. And I don't believe that that really changes. I think that people either have A or B or C and everyone's mm-hmm. different, but just because someone doesn't have the same complex that I do doesn't make them a bad person. Exactly. Just means they're not compatible with me. Right. And I think that's been the biggest shift is it's so easy to be like that fucking asshole yeah. did this and this exactly. and this. But, you know, we're each individuals and we made our choices and, you know, I definitely wasn't perfect. And um, I just think that when you change the Your, mindset and the, the anger goes away and yeah. it's so much you almost more feel, freeing. You almost feel bad for them. Like, I hope they get the help mm-hmm. they need. You yeah. know what I mean? And then you don't take it so personal. Like it was your fault or you were the one that brought it out in them or whatever that is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then there was another thing that, that I just read and it said that breakup saved you. That friendship that ended was for a good reason. That person that left you just made you stronger. Trust me, you're good. And it's like, yes, mm-hmm. it is. You're fine. Like it, yeah. it all is good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. I mean, I love you. You definitely helped me get through some of those dark holes. So. We've been there for each other. Yeah. You remember my ex, oh. the hideous one. 
Yeah, I feel like he, they were really similar. Our they exes. were. Yeah. Maybe they're like long lost cousins or something. <laughs> God. <laughs> the only explanation, right? Totally. But we're not going to think badly about them. We're just no. going to say that they just needed a little bit of help. Yes. Onward and upward. <laughs> Onward and upward. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> love you. Love you. <laughs> okay, but before you go, I want to play a little game. Okay, I love games. Just, you know, not mind games. So I'm ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. What's your guilty pleasure? Hot Cheetos. <laughs> Okay, what do you have in your purse right now? Oh, junk. <laughs> like what? Wallet, of course, keys, some gum, hair ties, sunglass case, pens. I have a lot of pens in my purse. I don't you're, know you're why. You're in sales. Just want to get those documents signed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would Please say that sign. sums it up. <laughs> What's the ba- last book you really loved? Um, oh my gosh, that's a hard one. You're like, I don't rate. <laughs> the, oh, the guest list. That was really good. What's that? Okay, it's like a thriller because I only like really, you know, yeah, mind boggling yeah. yeah. stories. And it's about this wedding and someone dies. And then it goes kind of back throughout the whole party and trying to figure out like who killed the person. Oh, I love it. Do you know who killed the person? Yeah, it's okay. crazy. It is? Yeah, it's okay. good. Did you ever watch Mayor of Easttown? <gasps> yes, I told you about that. I wish that we could watch it all over again and never Ew, seen it. Ew, really? You're one of those? I hated the ending. Oh, no, the ending was horrible. It was I horrible. I hated but... the ending. Oh, my God. It was like, maybe once you have kids, like everything just, you can't watch stuff like that. It was, like, it was too real. It was very heart-wrenching, I think is the best way to describe it. But Kate Winslet was so great. Like, I just think that was like the do best you think performance. It was, do you think it was good that she... Oh my God, this is, by the way, spoiler alert. Oh yeah, alert. I was going to say, are we going to go there? <laughs> um, do you feel like she did the right thing by... I had such mixed feelings about it. Calling the cops on him? Honestly. At first, I was horrified. I was like, this bitch is going to ruin this kid's life. Right. You know? But... I don't know. It's Riley so was hard. like, if she didn't do that, he would have ended up getting away with so much more in life. You have to set like a precedent, unfortunately, and like an example. And like, I hate to say that, but it's like, you literally can't let someone get away with murder just because, you know, you love them or you care for them. That's the hard part, but so hard to separate like the emotional with like the logical. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what she did so great. She was really good at keeping them separate. Yeah, she was. Great show. It was really Really good. good. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, What's the dumbest pickup lines that you know? Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't think there's even pickup lines anymore. People I don't know. are just straight to the chase these days. It's so true. It's all right. Um, what makes you nervous? Getting old. Really? Yeah. That's an interesting one. Every you, like, year I get anxiety. Like the physical part of it? All of it. Or just like the death part of it? Well, I think the death's probably like 80% of it, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I have a really weird thing where like it. Like makes, death scares you. Yes. It in does? all capacities. It gives me hives. Wait, this is like a whole other conversation. It does? I'm not even scared to die. I'm scared about what happens after we die. Well, I'm not even there yet. I'm still getting through <laughs> the, the dying. The I'm dying. Like, how am I going to yes. die? Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, do you have any secret untapped passions? You know, I love to write, but um, mm. so I've always been kind of working on a book just to, you know, do keep something you on your toes. And keep me on my toes. So that's definitely a little secret about me. Oh, I like that. Do you have a um, 
special, um, what's the word? <laughs> talents? Like no, America's Got, yeah, talents. Oh. Any, do you have any hidden talents? Well, a lot of people don't know. I was a figure skater for like 17 years. That's so um, I would say that's probably my my great talent. And then, you know, I would say that I'm pretty good negotiator, you know, in yeah, sales and in my personal life. So. You are. You're so good. <laughs> Do you think you're born with that? Like the gift of gab? I don't know, because as a kid, I was shy. What brought it out in you? I think confidence has a lot to do with it and yeah. just growing into your own and kind of knowing the direction that you want to go. I right. mean, even when I first started my job five years ago, like I would go to the office and I would like not talk to anyone. I would cry in the bathroom because I was so nervous. I would like throw up like crazy. Now it's been almost six years and I can, you know, sell something with my eyes closed. So I definitely think it can develop over time. Yeah. So people in sales, what would you, what advice would you give them? My biggest thing I always tell, you know, salespeople that I mentor is really, you know, perseverance is number one, because mm -hmm. it's really hard. I mean, there's going to be more no's than yes. Mm -hmm. And two, to really master your craft. I mean, I think that so many people, you know, let success go to their head and they kind of stop learning. They stop trying to be innovative. You know, I'm constantly looking up new product launches that my company is doing and training myself and taking, you know, the initiative to make sure that. I am an expert in mm -hmm. what I sell. And so I think if you can have those two, um, you know, traits, uh, you can do very well. And, you know, of course, everything else comes with with tenure and maturity and the right coaching. But I think that's kind of what it boils down to. I love it. Well, cheers to your success, your future and finding your future husband. Yes, all in one. You better write down everything. I want to see that vision board for your man. Vision or for your life in the making. Yes. yes. And it doesn't have to be a man. It can be anything, but I love it. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. It was so fun. I know Cheers. we'll do it again. Love you. At Javier's. Yes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I've learned a lot and I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of glad that I'm not in the dating world anymore, <laughs> but thank you guys again. And remember to subscribe, rate, review, and remember, Stay humble and stay hungry.